You know that question, if you could be an animal, what would you be? I've always chosen to be a bird because being able to fly would be the absolute coolest thing. But what animal would you choose? And what if turning into certain animals gave you powers or responsibilities? This is Archipelagos. Selamat datang teman-teman, this is Nis and Kaz and you're listening to Archipelagos, a podcast about the ghosts, supernatural beings and mystical curiosities of Indonesia. In each episode, we'll also be interviewing everyday Indonesians and hearing about their spooky experiences. So straight to today's topic, which is the Indonesian creature known as Siluman. Siluman is a shapeshifter. But I wanted to ask you, what's the first thing you think of when I say shapeshifter? <laughs> I think of that Twilight series. <laughs> Do you really? With, um, he turns into a werewolf or something. Taylor Lautner, I think his name That's is. That's it. Yeah. Taylor, I think of Taylor Lautner. I have no idea why. And I'm actually really disappointed that that's where my brain goes. I guess so in that case, it's fair to say that when I say shapeshifter, you think of werewolves. I think of werewolves, but I also have to say I think of Native American sort of wolves. Like Yeah, the idea of shapeshifting is often associated with Native American cultures, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I mean, and I, and I don't want to sort of generalise, you know, the many tribes and unique beliefs that make up these traditions because, you know, just like in Australia with our Indigenous peoples, there's just such a variety and they don't all believe in the same thing and they don't all believe in shapeshifters or skinwalkers or whatever but it definitely is a very very interesting part of their culture uh, the indonesian understanding of siluman is actually applied to unseen beings that can transform into or look like humans or animals so it's not just animals right so the yeah the word actually is applied to the unseen beings who can change form but the more common use of the word Siluman is with animals, and that's what I'm going to focus on today. It's just uh, the animal side of things. So people can actually uh, transform into other people. So it's beings who are like supernatural beings. Mm. Like when I say unseen beings, like a ghost or a, like it's that intangible kind of creature. Yes. That then turns into the shape of a human or the shape of a of an animal. So I've chosen three of the most well-known animals to focus on today. Yeah. So the first one is the Siluman Harimau. So Harimau is a tiger. This is one of the most common shapeshifters in Indonesia. The knowledge of how to transform into a tiger shapeshifter is said to originate from the old kings of Sumatra. Apparently their kings were said to have this skill of shapeshifting that they could pass down to their descendants. There's also the belief that you can give this tiger shapeshifting skill to babies by feeding them the ground-up 
powder of a tiger's bones or teeth or blood so you can feed that to a baby and apparently that baby will then get um the skills to to turn into a tiger when they grow up i guess i don't know unless it happens straight away when they're a kid which would be so cute you'd have these tiny little tigers crawling around that would be adorable (laughs) so it's also believed that the person who possesses this skill they have to either dispose of it before they die and I couldn't find anything that told me how you actually dispose of it maybe it's a certain ritual or you pass it on to someone else and I also couldn't find how you pass it on And I also couldn't find out what would happen if you don't. And, you know, these people can also apparently shapeshift at will, like they're not dependent on outside factors like a full moon or nighttime, for example. And the reason that they had this skill or this knowledge is they wanted the strength of a tiger and they also wanted that ability to be able to defend their kingdoms. Which then brings us to another area of Indonesia where the legend of Siluman Harimau is a really big part of the local folklore. And that is the region of West Java on the island of Java. There is a historical legend of a king called Prabu Siliwangi. It's believed that uh, the Prabu Siliwangi that is associated with this um legend of the Siluman of having this shape-shifting ability was a king named Sri Baduga Maharaja of the Sundagalu kingdom. And this is back in the early 1500s. So there are two stories that claim to be the origins of how Prabhu Siliwangi received his gift of tiger shape-shifting. The first is that he did something called a tapadrawa. This is apparently where you meditate for the rest of your life. What? And at the end of it, through his meditation, gained the skill of of shape-shifting, of becoming a siluman. The second story is apparently Prabhu Siliwangi's son was Muslim, but he didn't want to be converted and he was very stern about it. He, I think, was Hindu uh, and he had a very stern refusal to to change religions, to convert. And apparently through this stern refusal, somehow he turned into a tiger. Wow. The implication is that his courageous kind of adamant belief that he does not convert is somehow indicative of like a tiger's characteristics who are also, I don't know, maybe tigers also refuse to convert. Like it's, <laughs> it's really it's really kind of weird. But yeah, somehow the two are associated and then there's this story that Prabhu Siliwangi became this great white tiger and all his followers gained the skill to become like regular kind of orange tiger. But there are some people who until today believe that if you go into the forest and disturb the creatures or wreak havoc with the trees and you know basically destroy the forest that Prabhu Siliwangi in his form as a white tiger will come at you and and kill you. Uh, So the next animal I've chosen is Siluman Buaya. Buaya is a crocodile. This is also a very very common shapeshifter in Indonesia. This term applies to just general shapeshifter crocs like they don't have these grand backstories like the tiger or any kind of historical connections or I didn't really read anything about any sort of rituals related to how you actually become 
a crocodile. Mm. There isn't actually many stories related to the changing between human and crocodile. Like it's always just the crocodile form. There's never any stories of this person had the power to turn into a crocodile or whatever. It was always just there is this crocodile that's a shapeshifter, but no part of its humanity is ever explored, that kind of thing. But I did find when I was researching it, I did find some local stories and it's quite saddening because they pretty much all end with the crocodile being killed. Aww. Yeah, because, you know, the local people believed that it was a Siloman and they didn't want to have any trouble, so they killed it. Right. One article in particular was quite interesting. Obviously still sad because the crocodile gets killed, but there's a little bit of an interesting story surrounding it. This was a, a crocodile on Bunker Island in East Sumatra, yeah, uh, it was killed for, I think, attacking a person. I'm not sure if the person actually died or not. It wasn't quite clear what happened. But this croc was four and a half metres long. Wow. Uh, and I think 500 kilos <laughs> in weight. Like, you know, to quote <laughs> Steve Irwin, you go, crikey. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> so what I found was the interesting part was they believed that this crocodile was a Siloman. And apparently there was a crocodile kingdom in the area and they apparently this crocodile kingdom and the local people had an agreement to sort of leave each other alone, like not to disturb each other. And then maybe this crocodile broke that agreement by attacking someone. So they're like, right, you have to die for your sins. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. What they did to the crocodile was they had this special ritual, which was they decapitated the crocodile wrapped it in a white shroud and then what they did was they buried the head and the body separately because apparently if you don't do this the crocodile can come back to life wow okay um and this was all accompanied by uh, a a person called a pawang now pawang is like a mystical animal wrangler wow (laughs) this is something we'll talk about in the future but the pawang basically are these people who have certain abilities there are pawang who can control the weather and control other things but this there is also the pawang hewan and they have this skill to control animals and get animals to do what they want and then there was another little story that i found about a crocodile shapeshifter in uh, this river called Brantas River in a town called Kadiri in East Java. This area also supposedly had an agreement with the local crocodile shapeshifter, um, but this one was a Siluman Buayaputi, so this is a white crocodile. Gosh, they'd be so rare, wouldn't they? Yeah, definitely. They are very rare. This one's actually really quite funny. I was, like, laughing when I read this <laughs> because... The agreement, get this, it involved the croc supplying kitchen tools <laughs> to the local people. What do you mean? This is the most random thing I could never think of. So what, the croc's going down to, um, you know, its local department store to fill up on stuff to give to the people? I have no idea. It sounds like even the crocodile's getting oh. it from the river, which is even more mind-boggling it's so weird apparently yeah the people have this agreement with the crocodile like uh, when they had events or something like that they would ask for help from the crocodile it would then bring them kitchen tools oh so helpful (laughs) and then 
And then, but apparently, again, humans are the bad guys in the scenario. They didn't return the tools to the crocodile. Look, you know, yeah, they try to help you and the humans just screw them. I would be upset too and I would call off the agreement. Exactly. Which is what the crocodile did. Yeah. Good on him. The crocodile called it off. I'm like, no, you didn't return my vegetable peeler. I am not helping you anymore. Uh, it's very strange. It's very strange. Anyway. Uh, on to the last animal that I'm going to talk about today, which is the, it's called a bubby ngepet. So a bubby is actually a pig or a boar. Oh. Uh, the bubby ngepet is a very particular type of siluman that is associated with something called pasugihan. So pasugihan is a type of black magic where you are trying to get rich through deceitful mm. or evil means. To gain this knowledge, for example, you have to go to like a dukun or a shaman oh. and you you offer something called a tumbal. A tumbal is a sacrifice. This can be, you know, sacrificing an animal. It can also be sacrificing a human. Yep. And it can also be sacrificing the health or the sanity of a person. Gosh. So, oh, one thing I want to say before I get into the whole ritual of... <laughs> <laughs> of what happens with the bubby ngepet is so bubby is boar or pig right the word ngepet this is just funny for me i don't know if anyone listening will find it funny but the word ngepet is actually the f word really like it's a curse yeah, word yeah yeah so like hearing bubby ngepet even though i associate it with the creature like the mm. siluman it also sounds like you're saying like f and pig <laughs> Maybe it actually, now that I think about it, maybe it came about from when all the villagers saw this supposed shapeshifter going around, they were cursing at it, going, You effing pig! Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, and the name kind of stuck. <laughs> but so, basically, what happens with the bubbing epith is the person who has gone to the shaman and done the ritual and given their sacrifice, they go home, they get uh, like a black cloak. And cover themselves in the cloak and they then turn into the boar. Mm. So this is usually done at night. And they also need an assistant because what happens is, and the assistant, by the way, is apparently often the person's wife. Mm. What the assistant does is they have to guard a special candle. And this candle represents sort of the safety or the danger that the bubby ngepeth is in. So the assistant's sort of sitting there with the candle in front of them, right, as the person in the form of a boar has gone off into the night. They're watching this candle because if the flame starts flickering or moving or even going out, like dying, this means that Bubby Nepeth is in trouble. And if the flame dies by itself, like goes out by itself, that means the Bubby Nepeth has been caught or is dead. And apparently there's this there's this thing they have to do, which is, I guess, if they see that it's flickering, which means that the person is in danger, they have to be the one to blow out the candle and that will bring the person back safely. Oh, wow. So the point of view of the boar, of the person who's transformed into the boar, they then go around the area or the village and what they do is they rub their body against the outside wall of a house or a door of a wardrobe 
And then this somehow magically takes all the money and jewelry inside that house or wardrobe and transports it back home. It's it's mind boggling. And and it's not it's not exactly clear does it go just go home or I also read that sometimes it gets transported into that black cloak that it was wearing. Oh, okay. So yeah, so once they come back home, I assume they appear under the cloak again, right? Like, yeah. Or I, I, it's not exactly clear. Again, I there are a lot of details here missing that all these folklores really need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, so these are just uh, some of the stories surrounding the Siluman. Really interesting and very different stories surrounding all three. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm thinking about as you speak. They are really different scenarios. Our guest today is Risky Olia. Born and raised in Jakarta, Risky works as a band manager and music promoter. He is also the program director of Synchronized Festival, one of Indonesia's most popular music festivals. He's married to our previous guest, Hannah, and is a proud father to Aru. Welcome, Risky. <laughs> Selamat datang. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. We've been hanging out to speak to you and hear about these weird siluman. So firstly, can you tell us about your most memorable paranormal or mystical experience? It's in 2010 when I was doing an event in Jakarta. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for some art for the stage. Yeah, I'm searching some kind of wood and leaf yeah. and behind the venue, yeah. There's a little park, a spooky park, <laughs> but I need to go to the toilet, but uh, the toilet is uh, far from my spot and yeah, I do uh, pee in that tree <laughs> and something hit my head. It's like uh, some kind of hood and I think, oh, what was that? I think uh, there's nobody here. Mm. I think it's a ghost. <laughs> Before this happened, I don't believe uh, some something about ghosts about paranormal or or something like that mm. but uh, when I get a hit on my head the ghost is exist I think <laughs> so yeah after after I get hit and I feel physically sick and I feel uh, something trying to get my soul <laughs> or my body oh my gosh I, I scream to my friend on the venue help help me help me there's a people coming and I tell him uh, what happened to me and then the guy call his friend his friend is know how to deal with the situation <laughs> <laughs> he get the water and he doing some praying or something like that uh, for the water and then uh, he give me the water he said just drink the water and uh, say uh, bismillah first and I drink the water and maybe uh, five minutes later, I feel really sick, like something would come up from my body. Oh, wow. Uh, but but uh, nothing coming out. Maybe two hours, I, I, I like that. And and he bring me to his teacher house, maybe uh, something like guru. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he told Rizky to take his shirt off. And then he put a cloth in some water so the cloth was wet. And then put that cloth on his back. 
pokoknya kalau dia tuh kalau ditempelin kain gitu dingin nggak ada yang ngikutin berarti masuk angin kalau panas berarti ada yang ngikutin so, if the cloth on the back starts steaming like that means that something is following him but if it's just something like feeling sick then your body's cold like the cloth will just be a wet cloth oh wow and so i'm dying to know what was the cloth doing terus langsung berasap nih So there was there was steam coming up. Oh my god! So he was being followed. Yeah, he was being followed. Oh my god! Jadi dari dia bawa toples gitu, gurunya ya doa doain gua sambil ngemasukin ya kayak steam giring masuk ke toples gitu. Oh, so he was doing while he was doing this, he also uh, was doing prayers. He had a a jar with him, and he put some of this steam or some of this smoke into the jar. Oh, wow! I I feel better after that. <laughs> oh, and you felt better after that. Yeah. Oh my god, I would never go near those trees again. <laughs> yeah. Risky, do you think it was a gin not appreciating the fact you were going in the toilet at its house, or what do you think it was? <laughs> The teacher told me, um, makanya jangan kencing sembarangan. Itu ada anak jin lagi main, kamu kencingin. Ah, the teacher said that. See, that's why you don't just pee wherever you like. <laughs> yeah, because there's a jin child. Oh. He peed on the jin child. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, and then he said uh, the jin child is crying because I, I pee on him. Him or her, I don't know. <laughs> and the parents uh, get angry, and that's why he throw yeah, some brands or something to my head. <laughs> that's <laughs> what happens, Karen. Yeah, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, lesson learned. Yeah, it's a memorable ghost story, maybe or paranormal story. Yeah, that's a bloody good memorable story. <laughs> And so, have you been a believer of the supernatural and paranormal before that, or did this sort of make you start to believe a bit more after that experience? Yeah, I didn't believe before that happened to me, <laughs> because uh, when I was in middle school, I tried to learn some spiritual knowledge. It's like uh, you have something like tenaga dalam in Indonesia. What's in English? Remember the inner energy that Dad spoke about? Yes. Yeah. Something similar he tried to learn. Oh wow! In Indonesia, there's a tradition when you're in middle school or high school. There's a tradition like a war between the school. It's like a fighting, but but it's not fighting because it's like war. It's tawuran in Indonesia. It's tawuran. There's this thing in Indonesia. For some reason, kids from different schools will fight each other, but the whole school, not like just a few kids. Oh. For example, like maybe at Rizky's school, all the boys in his year will one day after school meet up with all the boys from another school or something, and they'll just kind of fight each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a, and it can go on for years. Like a school can be enemies with another school. Give the gun to. Yep. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. This rivalry. Rivalry, yeah. But also sometimes can be quite violent, like there are kids who have died as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the reason why I learned some spiritual knowledge or oh. maybe yeah, tenaga dalam because 
I need to protect my my life. Yeah, of course. Can hurt me and yeah, can can kill me. That's uh the reason why I learned something. And because you did that training with this group, because I remember um. Nissa's dad said that after he did the training, he felt like he was more open to the paranormal and he got more able to sort of see things. Did you have that experience? Uh, yeah, I have that experience, but uh, I didn't believe. Hah? Jadi lo bisa ngerasain? Iya, karena gue nggak percaya dan nggak takut gitu nih pas saat itu. He could feel the sort of oh, the presence wow. or the existence of beings, like the jinn, for example. But he still sort of didn't really believe in it or was scared of it. Gue baru takut pas saat gue kencing sembarangan itu. It took being hit under a tree for him to change his mind. Yeah, Ch- change my attitude. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when I was in middle school, I see some like a fireball fighting in front of my house. Huh? <laughs> in maybe four in the morning, there's a uh, one fireball. Coming to my house and then the another fireball uh, come out from my house and hit the fireball that, that one to come into my house and then I see I see in front of my I I see with my eyes and when I saw that it's like a, what was that oh cool <laughs> I would be questioning whether I was actually awake <laughs> fireball in Indonesia it's called santet Rizky said that the fireball is a Is a santet is a black magic. Oh right. Yeah, black magic. Yeah. The the shape it takes when it's being sent, I guess. Like if <sighs> you know, if you watch like TV shows or movies when they do magic against each other and they throw like energy balls. Oh yes, energy balls. Yeah. Were you able to stop it, risky, because you had all this training? No, I I just show it. <laughs> <laughs> I just show it, and then poof, yeah, they disappear. I don't know who who sent our house the energy ball, and I don't know who defend my house. Mm. It's because one fireball was coming to his house, another fireball came out of his house. So someone was trying to send something to his family, but also someone was defending his family. Oh, awesome! But he doesn't know who did either things because he didn't. I think someone trying to. Yeah, trying to like harm your family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harm, harm my family. Also, this these fireballs didn't change his mind either. <laughs> oh my gosh! Still. <laughs> And how long did you do that training for, Risky? Yeah, I think three years. Three years. Yeah. I just learned how to how to get hurt. Like uh, when something like sword uh, hit me. I feel nothing. Oh wow! When I learned, and the final test is my teacher trying to hit me with the sword, and then yeah, I feel nothing. That is amazing. And do you do prayers before, like you have someone try to do that to you? Do you do protection prayers or? No, it's like uh, the teacher give me some, like jimat. Some paper with the maybe a prayer inside and some soil oh. inside the paper 
jadi ya, jadi kayak kertas terus taruh tanah terus tanahnya dilipet terus itu ditaruh ditaruh dompet jadi harus gue bawa terus sama jangan dibawa ke kamar mandi okay so this is a piece of paper and it has writing on it which is a prayer okay. this is something that's kind of common over there you have Arabic writing usually sometimes it can be a prayer sometimes it can be from the Quran and this is like a charm people use oh. it like a charm they keep it on themselves to for protection But what his teacher did was put some dirt on this paper and then folded it. Yeah. And then Rizki had to keep this charm in his wallet all the time to keep himself safe. Yeah. Oh. But then he wasn't allowed to take it to the bathroom. <laughs> Rizki, do your friends and family sort of believe in mystical beings as well? or? I think a lot of my friends believe something like that. Yeah, you live in Indonesia. You must believe something like. We've that. heard that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because so many things in Indonesia. Yeah, mostly in Indonesia, when you're trying to get the yeah, maybe some solution for their life or for their condition, usually they trying to. Ada yang isengin gue nih, gue nggak sukses sehingga mereka nggak dapat dapat kerjaan. Terus ada yang oh. ada yang sakit nggak sembuh sembuh, di dokter nggak sembuh, larinya ke dukun yang gitu gitu tuh. Because Rizky says that a lot of people in Indonesia, if they're having some troubles or, for example, maybe their work is not successful or yeah. maybe they're sick, it's because someone has done something to them, like someone has sent something yeah. bad to them. Uh. But then they go to, well, I have to fight fire with fire sort of thing, you know? Dukun is the answer. Oh, <laughs> yes. Right. If someone's sick and the doctor can't heal them, which happens everywhere. But in Indonesia, some people will then, well, the doctor can't help me, so I'll go to a dukun instead. Yes. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I think so, because like when you're desperate, you'll look for anything. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's like uh, when when I lost my passport, maybe in 2018 when I and Hannah want to go to Singapore. Yeah. And the morning before we fly, Hannah asked me, uh, "Where's your passport?" And I realized, oh yeah, where's my passport? Oh no! <laughs> I can find uh, my passport. I tried to find my passport on my house, and yeah, I can find, and. I call my friends. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like dukun. <laughs> it's a orang pintar ya. It's a. Ah, uh, so there's the dukun who is the sort of the black magic kind of shaman. Yeah. But there is also orang pintar, which I think Mum mentioned in her episode. If you translate it literally, it's a smart person or a clever person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's someone who has that spiritual knowledge. Right. Where they can maybe see things or know things, maybe through the help of a jinn or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he he get a spiritual gift maybe. Ah, yeah. And did you ask him where your passport was? Yeah, yeah. I, I asked him, do you know where my passport? <laughs> And then he started to asking me something uh Where's my full name and what the passport color and yeah something like that lah. I think he's interview me to get the clue. <laughs> and and he said like your passport in between something pink. Oh okay. But 
he didn't get me a clue where 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 the something ping is. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> What's something ping? It's sort of specific, but not specific enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's not specific enough. I I looking in in my office in my parents' house. I don't have a uh, stuff like ping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I can find the passport. I I'm not fly to Singapore alone. <laughs> oh no! You couldn't yeah. find it. Yeah, oh. yeah. I stay in my house and Hannah holiday in Singapore without me. <laughs> <laughs> Has it? Have you ever found it since? Yep, I found it a month later. Oh. Yeah, and my driver from the band that I manage called me. Uh, he asked me, uh, "Did you make make a new passport yet?" I said to him no, and he told me I find your passport. Oh. He find my passport under his car seat. Oh no! <laughs> and I realized his uh, cover, his sitting cover in his car is pink. <gasps> What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I knew you would love this. Oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah. I thought you were gonna tell me that he he was totally off the mark and like it was all wrong. Yeah, yeah, my my friends is not wrong. That is so weird. What an amazing story! I love it. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, you missed Why, out. Yeah, yeah, I missed the holiday. Yeah, exactly. because uh, the holiday is uh, I want to watch Foo Fighters. Oh no. In Singapore, and a month later, the passport coming to me, and Foo Fighters is already gone. It's already gone. <laughs> Nis said you had a personal interest and story connected to Siloman. What's that all about? Yeah, when I was in middle school, yeah, a lot of story. When I was in middle school, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a Saturday night when I was uh, hang out with my friend. I go to a place like a PlayStation rental. It's like an internet cafe, but for PlayStations. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, when I finish playing, I coming back to my house and and then I'm surprised. Uh, there's someone in front of my house is screaming. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe he's drunk. Yeah, he's drunk. His name is Gatot, standing in front of my house and screaming, uh, throw something to my house. Uh, he throw something like gasoline to my house. Uh, he trying to burn my house. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and I I can find my parents in my house because I I'm so panic. Yeah. And and then he he throw some maybe in Indonesian name is bom molotov. Oh, molotov cocktail. Yeah. But uh, luckily, he can light the fuse because he's too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's drunk and and still speaking, still screaming. Go back to rumah lo. Mana lo keluar? I'll burn your house down. Oh my god! <laughs> he said, uh, someone's name Wisnu. Uh, my parents rent the house from uh, Wisnu's parents. Oh. Why he 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 want to burn my house? Because Wisnu. Fight with Gatot, and Wisnu run away, and Gatot still upset because Gatot already uh, bonyok. His face is already bashed. So Wisnu bashed Gatot. Oh. And then I try to fight with Gatot when I was middle school. I'm a brave man, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not scared with anyone, you know. 
because my mom pregnant at the time. Hmm. Yeah, because I don't know our, my parents is already in my uh, neighbor house. Oh, okay. Yeah, my parents already safe. When I fight with Gatot, uh, my neighbor come out from her house and start screaming to Gatot. Gatot, what you doing? Just like that, and Gatot get upset and <laughs> tell to the lady, you say, maybe in in English is uh, shut up your mouth. And <laughs> it's like what? something like that. <laughs> yeah, when Gatot yelled the lady and the lady son heard it and get angry. And the son, uh, his name is Asep, is learn something spiritual knowledge also. And he, he's a few level higher than me. And Asep already have energy to to become a tiger. Yeah. What? When Asep heard his mommy get yelling from Gatot, Asep really angry and trying to hit Gatot. Tiba-tiba, suddenly Asep uh, posisi macan gitu apa ya? Uh-uh. He crouched like a tiger. Oh. Yeah. And and the neighbors uh, just watch. <laughs> they were just. Yeah, my neighbor uh, didn't try to help my family. And and Asep suddenly jumping to Gatot like a tiger. Wow. And my neighbor finally start trying to help. Uh... And my neighbor is a uh, army. Yeah, you know the army. They they have fit body, big and. But for people, for army people, it's not enough to stop Asep because Asep mm. is too strong because it's, it's like a, yeah, 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 it's like a tiger maybe. And then Asep's teacher heard the information about that and come into the situation. His, uh, his teacher put the, the hand on Asep's head and start to saying, yeah, maybe praying something. And Asep become a human again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so, yeah, Gatot already run away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you believe that people can actually morph or change into the shape of an animal? Or do you just think it's about them taking on the animal's energy? I think it's uh, coming from the animal energy. The spirit from the dead animal, maybe. Yeah. But Rizky actually mentioned one that I didn't mention at the beginning, which I'd actually never heard of, the siluman of a deer. Oh, gosh. It's still when I was in middle. Middle school <laughs> again, wow. Yeah, because when you in a tauran. The school fight. Oh, yes. You need to looking something to get you safe. When when you lose the fight, yeah, that's why uh, some people trying to learn something like uh, yeah, I call it a Suzuki jump. It's like a deer spirit put in people's feet, and then the people can run like a kijang or deer. Oh, yeah, that's why a lot of my friends in middle school. Yeah, trying to itu bukan dipelajari sih sebenarnya. Uh-uh. Itu bisa bisa kayak lo beli ke dukun gitu loh, minta ditanamin susu kijam. Oh, okay. So it's it's not actually something you learn like the other siluman or whatever inherit. You can buy it from the dukun. Oh. <laughs> I also buy, buy the susu uh, from the dukun and oh. uh, the dukun uh, get the egg and he doing some praying to the egg. Yeah, he tried to call the spirit from the deer into the egg. 
and oh, okay. he put the egg to my feet and he start to playing on something and that he cracked the egg and the egg white is gone and he, yeah and then he said to me the egg white is is in my feet now oh. and i can run like a deer that i don't know uh, my friend said hi uh, whiskey why you you run so fast now <laughs> i don't know it's because the the deer susuk or i start believe i, I can uh, run faster gitu yeah. maybe maybe the dukun triggered me to lu bisa kok lari kencang trigger me to you you can run fast yeah like like a power of suggestion yeah but yeah i don't know where's the white white egg <laughs> <laughs> still in his feet yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. i'd have to inspect all the eggs to see like if they'd somehow gotten rid of it yeah bring your own egg yeah bring your own egg <laughs> I didn't realize you'd have so many amazing stories, Risky. In middle school. And this is all middle school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, moving away from middle school, I'm sure you've been to a million concerts and events because of what you do, but have you ever experienced or seen any mystical things happen during a concert or an event? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Silly question. Silly <laughs> question. Yeah, of course, yeah. I tell Nisa about the rainmaster or pawang hujan. In the first section, we spoke before how I told you about the mystical animal wrangler, pawang hewan. Yeah. <laughs> um, that word pawang is just a word for people who have skills to control whatever. So pawang hewan can control animals. Pawang hujan can control rain. Right. Rainmaster. Oh, rainmaster. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he can control the rain. <laughs> He can move, move the rent to another state, wow. another city, or another yeah, another place. I, I have a pawang hujan. I use all the time. His name is uh, Pawili, and Pawili start working. He gelar karpet apa ya nih with the butong image. So he unrolled like a a mat or a rug with a yin yang on it. Oh yes, right. He start to put some. Dupa. Incense. Yeah. In the corner of the carpet. And he always need some black coffee and cigarettes. And he took the coffee and the cigarette in the middle of the carpet. And he start to walk around the carpet and start uh, maybe praying something. Yeah, dia ngelakuin itu selama satu jam tuh muter-muterin carpet. Oh, so he walked around that carpet for one hour. What? Oh my god. The clouds getting dark and I'm a little bit panicked uh, trying to talk to the rainmaster and it's like uh, I paid you but the rain is coming, you know. <laughs> and then he said, "Don't worry." And he start to focus and he's sitting in the middle of his uh, mat and start praying and he lighted the his cigarette and he drink his coffee start praying <laughs> yeah so he had a picnic yeah yeah it's like a picnic <laughs> and then i'm just surprised i realized the cloud is getting dark and become a uh, wide open wow it's like the dark cloud it's a runaway from our event wow maybe it was the coffee <laughs> or the cigarette yeah, or maybe walking around <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Oh wow, that's so weird. I I realized, oh, wah, mantep lho pak. I said to, <laughs> it's like, oh cool, good job mister. Good job Rainmaster. <laughs> yeah, good job sir. <laughs> I can't believe the Rainmaster until I saw something like my Rainmaster do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's beyond my head maybe. It's, it's like, yeah. Oh. That is bizarre. That's very weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> no, it would be such a good skill to have. Yeah, I think that's why uh, you can predict the weather in Indonesia. Maybe because because uh, rainmaster <laughs> the the rain is is confusing. You can't predict the weather because the pawan keeps moving it around. <laughs> <laughs> and the rain is is confusing. Wow, it's a rainy season, but. I can do the job. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, do you have any final stories, Risky, that you'd like to share with our listeners before we uh, Yeah, I think a lot of story I can tell to you also. I see some ghosts in front of my house. It, it, it's a kundalanak when, when, when I was a kid. And, and I look Jadi pas saat gue ada belakang bokap gue, gue liat dari ventilasi itu ada cewek yang ngintip. Wah, aduh gue merinding lagi. <laughs> Di ventilasi gitu, jadi kayak ngintip gitu. So, it was when Rizky was little, so his dad could still pick him up. And he saw this ghost looking through the air vents at him. Oh my god! And it was a kuntil anak. Oh. Yeah, the woman in the white dress and the long black hair. And That's she it. looks at you really creepily and walks really slowly and that oh kind of stuff. Oh my goodness. I'm just getting the impression that we're, we might have to have a part two for Risky. What do you reckon, Nis? Yep. Yeah, ris- Risky part two, the high school years. Or... <laughs> yeah. We've gone yeah. through middle school and... <laughs> middle school, high school and uh, college. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. But let, let me learn English first. <laughs> You have done so well. Yeah, definitely. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this discussion and I feel like, Whiskey, that you might have a gift for this sort of stuff, especially if you saw a ghost when you were little, like... Maybe. I I have a gift, but I can give uh, give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I I don't need the gift. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness, far out. Well, thank you so much, Risky. Yeah, thank you, Nis, Karen. It's been awesome. Terima kasih. <laughs> and that's the end of today's episode. We look forward to bringing you more stories and taking you on a paranormal journey around Indonesia. If you'd like a transcript of this episode, you can find it on our website at archipelagos.com. Thanks to Otter.ai, Archipelago's official transcription sponsor, for transcribing each episode and giving everyone the opportunity to be a part of that journey. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Archigos and subscribe to us on your favourite podcasting app. And if you like our show, we'd really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. Good luck and good health.